This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, good morning, welcome, I hope you are good, well, and welcome back to another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show, in which we try to break down all the latest Arsenal Transfer news, give you guys insight into what's going on, and try to make sense of the chaos as we reach the last 16 rounds of the European Championships, not long left of the tournament, in fact we've got less than a month to go, a few weeks to go until the final, uh, and I'm going to Wembley today to watch Italy against Austria. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. I mean, from my perspective, I'm torn because I have Italy in a sweepstake, but I am very much uh, <laughs> a leaner towards the Austrian side of football uh, with more obviously very much a liking of Rebel Salzburg. So I've got a Fiorentina shirt. I'm debating wearing and a Salzburg shirt. I'm debating wearing and I don't know. I'm caught between two sides, but we will see. And I'll let you know how that goes but I hope you're doing good and well today uh, on Saturday of course your weekend my Monday first day of work starting on a Saturday um, but we've got a lot to talk about so let's make sure we get into it make sure you drop a like on the video if you're enjoying the show and of course subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on if you would like to make sure you keep up to date with all of the stuff that we cover on the show. Let's start off with our first story of the day, which is, of course, Kieran Tierney's brand new Arsenal contract. Really good piece of business by Arsenal to get this deal done. Get it over the line, get it finished, get it sorted so we don't have to worry about it. I mean, Tierney's contract in general was not something that I, if you'd have said six months ago, was really thinking about the contract situation of Tierney, it really wasn't on my mind. I was more focused on, obviously, the likes of Emile Smith-Rowe, Lacazette situation. Um, but getting him signed up to a new long-term contract is great. Um, and I think that is ultimately the type of kind of move that we're going to see the club push towards, is trying to renew this British core once again, with the likes of Tierney, Smith-Rowe signing a new deal. We've signed up Saka. Um, you've also got some other young players like Martinelli signed up to a new deal. Balogun signed up to a new deal. Um, and that's really, really good news for Arsenal that we're keeping these kind of young um, kids, basically, that have got loads of potential at the club. And, and that's really, really important for Arsenal moving forward. So fantastic news regarding Tierney's contracts and said some really good stuff, really good interview over with Frimpon on the uh, on the Arsenal YouTube channel if you want to go and check that one out. Um, it's mad how he's he's moved crazy scenes. I remember watching his videos before and after games, Frimpon, and now he moves on to interviewing the players and stuff. So fair play to that man because he's done some excellent work and he deserves all of the, uh, the outcomes that he's getting there. Let's move on to our next main story regarding our possible ins and that of Lucas Torreira. 
whose agent has been speaking. Uh, his agent has said he wants to go back to Italy. They called me from France, Russia and Spain, but Lucas wants to embrace the Italian Championship again to prove his worth. Arsenal have understood the situation and will consider, uh, or rather will come and meet us. So I think this is very much um, our biggest indication around the whole Lazio deal um, that is hopefully going to take place for Arsenal. Arsenal want to figure in reportedly a region of around 20 million euros for Lucas Torreira to go. Uh, and ultimately, I think that it will end up being a fee close to that, but probably not that. I don't think Lazio are going to push to pay the full 20. And I think you'll probably come down to a figure around 17-ish um, would be my estimation. Because, you know, Italian clubs, continental clubs in general are struggling a little bit because of the effects of the pandemic. So any way that they can get that fee down, they will try their hardest. Um, and I'm sure you guys would... Uh, hopefully anyway, just happy to kind of see this deal moved on, dealt with, get him out the door, get the money in, reinvest it. We're getting in some decent centre midfielders from the looks of things. Let's sort this one out. Moving on to our next story, which is Rob Holding. Um, now, really interesting. Um, is my microphone still not working right? I'm really sorry if it's not. I'm going to switch. Uh, just let me switch this over quickly because it's really annoying me and I need to get it checked out. Um hoping that you can hear me fine now please let me know in the chat if that sounds better it should do i don't know why it's doing that but it is um let's let's carry on just like this um let's screw over to where we were where were we let me throw up the screen very quickly that's completely thrown me off there it is fantastic stuff um so uh rob holding uh deal for around 30 million pounds um is is ultimately what we're seeing being linked to a move to arsenal which is great um and i think 30 million pounds for rob holding is an unbelievably good deal for arsenal um and when you're looking at a guy that's signed a new contract and there's a lot of questions around that it was very much a case of wow i mean incredible the fact that we can get 30 million and, and why we signed him up to that new deal when he had barely a year or so left uh, on his deal was great. And I think the fact ultimately that there was a lot of questions about why Arsenal ultimately did sign him up to that new deal is, for me anyway, I find it a really, what's the right way of putting this? I was frustrated to see the amount of animosity towards the new deal when it happened for Rob Holding. There was a lot of people saying, no, not good enough, get rid of him. Um, and the thing is, is that signing players up to a new contract is not always about keeping them at the club for a long period of time, keeping them in a situation where they're not going to be used, they're just as backup, but it's also done so that you can maintain value, so that you can maintain situations. And the fact that you've got a 25-year-old English Premier League quality player that gives you a decent 7 out of 10 rating in pretty much every single game that he plays is going to provide you with that um, that decent size fee. So if Arsenal can get £30 million, I mean, I was looking around 20 to 25, to be honest. If you can get £30 million from a club for Rob Holding, that takes a huge chunk of money off of his replacement deal, and that would be huge. And if it is Everton, which are the club that are supposedly interested, along with some other clubs, that is massive for Arsenal. So really, really hope that we get this deal done, fingers crossed. Um, let's move on to Hector Bellerin, uh, who's obviously was linked to a number of clubs. One of those was Inter Milan. Now, it doesn't actually look like Inter Milan are going to be that club. 
Supposedly, Inter Milan are more interested in Lazzari from Lazio to be the replacement for Ashraf Hakimi, which doesn't surprise me, to be honest. Someone's going to play that right wing-back role. Uh, and then also looking at a position whereby we see him move off to what I thought was going to be the case with uh, Spain and seeing clubs like Villarreal, Sevilla, Atletico Madrid, all linked to Hector Bellerin. So a move, uh, a move to... Uh, Spain looks much more likely than one to, to Italy at this point, which, again, is, is not surprising in any case. Uh, let's move on to the news about Ben White. Now, Ben White, of course, we think about as a player that's pretty close to the Arsenal door uh, and coming into the club for a very sizable fee. But supposedly, uh, according to some reports coming out this morning, that Brighton are playing a little bit of hardball with this deal and are wanting upwards of £50 million rather than the £50 million situation that we find ourselves in. Unsurprisingly, BT want to. Uh, BT, I'm just seeing it on the screen. Brighton want to make as much money as feasibly possible from this deal, and so it is. You know, it, it's completely expected they want to pay that much money for a player. I. It's incredibly frustrating, of course, um, that Arsenal are being kind of shoehorned into paying more money. Hopefully, it can be sorted out. Especially considering if you have your doubts about Ben White, another bit of evidence in support of the youngster is something that Phil Foden said in a recent interview. Uh, he says, I haven't really seen a lot of Ben, but he's came in and he's been brilliant in training. So I'd probably say Ben White. And that's basically who, when he was asked the question of who's impressed him the most in the England camp so far. Uh, so he's getting high praise from his time just training with the England team. So that's one that I think can certainly boost anyway how we feel about Ben White as a player. And uh, his reputation improves uh, several, several times based on the praise getting from his fellow peers. We move on to Dominic Calvert-Lewin, whose price tag is surprisingly lower than I thought when I saw reports coming out yesterday. £50 million is supposedly what Arsenal are looking at maybe going in for a kind of figure for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. We had heard previous reports of £70 million, which is a hell of a lot more money. Uh, and so when you think about the fact that he is a player that's English, that's young, that's scored plenty of Premier League goals, that's looking on a really good trajectory and improvement trend. To go for 50, I think you'd be very lucky to get him for 50. I think that 60 to 70 million is, is much closer to the figure that I think he would if he does go for. Um, but if Arsenal were to get him for, say, 50 million, I think that most people would bite your arm off for that deal because that's a ridiculously good amount of money. And if Everton wants, say, Rob Holding, and you can kind of sort a situation where you see... a uh, a Rob Holding plus cash kind of deal move for the striker, then that may be something that's going to interest Arsenal and can help them in a deal for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, but we will have to wait and see. Let's move on to Manuel Locatelli. This one is not going away just yet. We reported on this a few days ago that Juventus were very much the protagonists of the chase for Locatelli. Um, but Gazeta della Sport reported yesterday that Arsenal are very much still interested in him, have put a bid in for him, whether or not that's true. Gazeta della Sport are hit and miss with things. Um, but the reports were that Arsenal are still very interested in him and wanted to put a bid in for him and are trying to get him. But I'd be shocked beyond measure if he ended up at Arsenal and not at Juventus. It just seems like, as I've said time after time, a real easy move for him to move from Sassuolo to Juventus. We'll wait and see if it happens. If it does, it wouldn't surprise me. If it ends up at Arsenal, it would be one of the coups of the summer. Absolutely no doubt about it. But as we've said many, many times, Italian players don't tend to leave Italy. So it would be a massive deal if it got done. 
Let's move on to the final story of the day, which is about James Madison. Now, if you caught uh, Fabrizio Romano on the Arsenal Lounge yesterday, they spoke about James Madison and said that he was the top of kind of the top end of Arsenal's uh, list of players that they are interested in uh, and ultimately uh, were interested in signing him. But no, nothing is being talked about, nothing, no talks have been opened, no bids have been made. So all of the ITKs that you saw tweeting out saying Arsenal have made a bid of this amount of money. Yeah, oh, there you go. It's more evidence to suggest that people just don't know. So be careful online. Make sure you know what you're, you're listening to and, and follow the right people, the verified accounts, and uh, you won't get tricked into some information that doesn't turn out to be true. So there's one to make sure you keep your eyes peeled online. Anyway, that brings us to an end of the news for today. But we do move on to the next section of the show, which is, of course, getting your thoughts and feelings and questions in the chat box. Let's see what you guys are saying. Let's scroll up a little bit to see if there were any questions that I missed whilst I was talking. JD says, if Brighton are playing hardball, then include an Enketia and make Lenals holding or Chambers in a deal to get it done. If only it were so simple. It's like playing trading cards at this rate. Uh, Patrick Carlson says, Saliba to miss Arsenal's pre-season due to the Olympics. Yeah, we talked about this on yesterday's phone-in show quite a bit. Uh, Saliba are going to be missing the most of the preseason, playing for the Olympic side. And I, I can't really work out whether this is good or bad. My initial reaction was bad because you're missing preseason. But if he is with the Olympics, it may not mean it may mean that a move to another club over the summer doesn't necessarily happen and that he stays with the club into the season. So therefore he may get some chances when he comes back from his time playing with the Olympic squad. So there is that to consider. Um but it's a really, really delicate situation. And now it's been made more complicated by his call-up to the Olympic squad. So I'm not sure Arsenal were actually anticipating that. So we'll wait and see how it plays out. Thomas Reese says, is there any news about Kamavinga or is that completely silent? I mean, it's been pretty silent from the start. It really did kind of spurn out of a, a report from Le Ten Sports um, in France, who are not the most reliable outlet in, in France. Uh, and then picked up by a lot of people looking to get some retweets and likes on social media. It's not been anything with real substance at this stage in the window. It's not to say that something couldn't say happen later on if Arsenal did want to pursue a deal for that. But right now, there is absolutely nothing um, in regards to Kamavinga. So I wouldn't get your hopes up on that one. Uh, Todd says, what's taking so long with the Lokonga situation? And Thomas Reese also says, where do we stand on Lokonga? I mean, this is a deal that I think we're just going to be a little bit more patient about, to be honest. I would be surprised if this didn't get done. I expect it to get done in in the matter of, of days, uh, maybe a couple of weeks. Just because it's gone quiet doesn't mean it's any bad sign or bad news. We know from the reports that have been out there that Arsenal are very keen on getting a deal done. He seems very keen on getting a deal done. Personal terms have been agreed with the player for some time. It's just a case of, of time now until it gets done. So I wouldn't let it worry you. I mean, obviously, because we, we constantly scroll looking for information 24-7, it does extend the feeling and the length of time this deal is taking to get done. But, you know, I'm still confident that, that this, is, this is there to be done and this will get done eventually. So... Um, it's a matter of time, it seems, but uh, Arsenal do need to pull their finger out a little bit um, if they want to get this done. Um, Kieran says, big fan of the Ben White, Tom. Uh, do you think uh, get, getting this over the line, and if so, when do you think it will happen? I'm hopeful that it will. Obviously, the report that came out this morning regarding Brighton playing a little bit of hardball with Arsenal regarding the Ben White deal is frustrating, but how much truth there is in that, we'll have to wait and see. It seems a lot of confidence this deal is something that Arsenal can get done. They've kind of moved ahead of everyone else that was interested because they've acted really quickly. They've proactively gone with a bid. They got rejected. They've gone in with another bid. 
and we don't really know the, the the full situation of that one just yet. So we'll wait and see, but it does seem to be one that's progressing. To personal terms apparently have not been an issue according to the reports that are out there. So great. I mean, it's just one that I think we need to get behind, really get excited about because he's a young guy. He comes into a squad with a lot of the other young players. You've now got Ben White. You've got Gabriel, who's very young as well. You've got Tierney, who's just turned 24. We're looking to get a right back, you'd hope, this summer. You've got in front of them, you'd hopefully be able to bring in someone like Laconga and maybe another young central midfielder. We've got Smith Rowe. We've got Joe Willock still. We don't know what's going on with him. We've got uh, Miguel Aziz coming through the youth ranks. You've got uh, you've got Balogun. You've got Martinelli, Saka. We've got some really good young guys at the club, and it seems that the future could be bright for Arsenal if we manage the rest of the team correctly. That's what we need to make sure that we do. Uh, Sarvik says, 30 million for holding is up there with one of the best deals we've done. Flashback to a Wobies situation. I mean, if Arsenal, as I say, managed to get 30 million for Rob Holding, it would be mad. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, but it would go and justify why we signed him up to that new contract. Alan says, Tom, I heard rumours about getting Renato Sanchez. Did you hear anything about that? What do you think? He was so good at he was not so good at Swansea. But he was very young at the time. He wasn't great at Swansea. He's done very well since going to Lille uh, from Bayern Munich. So much so that Bayern Munich are wanting him back. Regarding Arsenal's interest in him, if, it, if there is any, it's purely just interest. There is nothing regards to talks, nothing regards to bids. It is an easy link to make. And I would certainly tell you to be careful around the link and where it's come from because it's not a reliable place. So just be careful on that one. Uh, James Rose says Southgate getting a contract extension, good or bad, and why are Premier League clubs struggling to find a manager? I mean, I'd, I'd rather wait until the end of the European Championships to really have a kind of a view on whether or not it's a good deal for England to see Southgate get a new deal. He obviously got England to a World Cup semi-final. I hate when people discredit that run because of the teams that we played against. You've still got to beat what's in front of you. So getting England to a World Cup semi was as good was a really good achievement. If he can get England to a lot further in this tournament and gets to a final, then amazing. And then maybe he's deserving of it. But say if we go out against Germany, then to give him a new contract, I think would be a bit of a mistake. But we'll see how it works. Uh, and why are Premier League clubs struggling to find a manager? Because there's just not that many out there right now. Um, there's not that many really good ones out there right now. And when you think about Spurs, are really kind of scrounging around for, for talent. Um, couldn't get Fonseca. Couldn't get, uh, well, rather chose not to go for Gattuso in the end, looking like they may get Nuno, who, let's face it, had a really poor season at Wolves last year. Uh, Crystal Palace aren't going to be getting Lucien Favre because he's decided to take a, another season out, it seems, from, from football. Um, it's, I think there is just a, a lack at the moment of real top quality managers available because all of the top ones are currently in coaching and in management. I mean, the manager at the moment right now is, is certainly Roberto Mancini and the job that he's doing at Italy and, and what he's doing there. And they signed him up to a new deal until 2026. So managers are being kept on at clubs. Guardiola signed a new deal at Man City. Tuchel signed a new deal at Chelsea. Man United, I feel, need to get a new coach if they want to take themselves to the next level. But fingers crossed from an Arsenal perspective, they don't. Arsenal are with an inexperienced coach right now and we'll see how that plays out. We just don't know next season. Um, arguably, in my mind, probably should have gone before the end of last season. But he's still here. And so we back him and hope that he can turn things around. Fingers crossed. But, yeah, there's a lack at the moment, James, at the moment of real top quality managers out there. Uh, so here with Wales or Denmark today. Uh, I'd love to see Denmark go through. 
I'd absolutely love to see Denmark go through. Um, and is it a lot down to the, the emotional attachment because of the Ericsson situation? Yeah, 100% and so what? I'd, I'd love to see Denmark go through. It'd be brilliant. JD says, why can't we get 30 million for holding if White is going for 50 million? Doesn't the English tax apply to our players? Yeah, and this is why I've said, I think he's worth upwards of 20 million minimum uh, for Arsenal to go for. He signed up to a new deal, 25, FA Cup winner twice because of big performances, consistent Premier League performer, get a good fee for him. Thomas Reese says, I've heard an argument that with the World Cup next year, it would be silly to disrupt the team by firing him unless he performs actually terribly. Um, Southgate, I assume. Maybe, maybe because it's in such a short space of time, but why not just give him the extension for just until the tournament and then make a decision after that point? Uh, Euro prediction for the round of 16. My prediction is that Denmark will go through. I think, they'll, I think they've got the quality to go through. I think that uh, Italy will beat Austria today. I think that France will beat Switzerland. I think Spain will beat Croatia. I think England will beat Germany, but that's just my optimism coming through. Uh, who else have we got? We've got um, Netherlands beating the Czech Republic. I think Sweden will beat Ukraine. And I think that in the last game, Belgium, we've got Belgium against Portugal. I think Belgium will go through against Portugal. And I think there's one more that I'm missing. Um, I can't remember what it is. I think there's one more, um, but I can't remember what it is. But I'm assuming it's the winner of, it's whoever Netherlands and Czech Republic will play the winner of the other game that I can't remember what it is. Is it Denmark-Wales? It might be Denmark-Wales. Um, but yeah, I think I think I've covered them all now. So there you go. Um, Sakot says, uh, "Hey Tom, I just want to say, who is your personal number one choice? If who? Sam? Who uh, is my first choice? Sam Johnson? Do you, what? <laughs> oh, do, do you mean Onana? That's I mean dodgy. Uh, Sam Johnston from West Brom. Whilst in your opinion, I mean." Sam Johnston is uh, a very interesting player. Um, obviously got called up for the England national team. And, yeah, um, I saw your autocorrect out. That's not okay. Uh, Jacob uh, Jacobus says, come on, guys, almost 500 watching, but only few likes. Let's support Tom. Uh, thank you so much, Jacob. Uh, so he also says, Tom, are you going to vlog tonight? Um, I, I don't plan on doing a vlog in Wembley. No, I mean, you've, you've seen what happens to people if they vlog in Wembley. Uh, Sarvik says, our academy uh, guy, Daniel Marlin, doing bits uh, at the moment. Thoughts on that? I mean, the best of luck to him because Arsenal should have kept hold of him. But uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, Thomas Reese says, like the video, everyone, show some appreciation for the graph. Thanks, mate. Uh, ACB says, Locatelli or Camavinga, if you could choose. Uh, phew, that's a good question. I think probably, well, it depends on the prices, obviously, but if it's a straight choice between the two of them, I think I'd go for Camavinga. Um, so, because I think he's got a much higher ceiling and he's younger and he's already doing it at a really good level, although he didn't have the best of seasons last year. Uh, Nathan says, do any of our British players go to the Olympics? No, because Great Britain doesn't have an Olympics team. So uh, they won't be going. So you won't need to worry about that. Uh, Flynn says, hey, Tom, Saliba or Holding? Who are you selling? Uh, holding all day long. <laughs> That's not a difficult question. Uh, Jordan says, when do I think Ben White will be announced? Um, um, let's think. When will it be announced? I mean... Within the next couple of weeks, maybe, if we're lucky, hopefully. But it might take until after the European Championships. So we'll wait and see. 
Uh, FT News, it says Marlon is Sancho's replacement at Dortmund. Uh, it looks to be that they are interested in Marlon. That's been one that's been kind of touted for a while. Uh, Bungle says, what's your opinion on how Patino could go into the game? A lot of excitement. I still think he's going to play a lot more at the under-23s. I don't see him getting into the first team, to be honest, next year. I think he might train with the first team a bit more, but I'd be very surprised if he got any first-team football. Still very, very young and needs more time to develop. But we'll wait and see. Maybe he'll surprise us. Shree says, uh, don't we think now holding an El Nelly looked like a bargain? for the squad yeah i mean they didn't cost us barely any money and they've been good servants but we do need a lot better uh than what we've got already chet Pert says am i crazy or why are we not making a number nine a priority because central midfield because attacking midfield because right back because backup left back because goalkeeper um because yeah creative midfields all of those positions are ahead of them and we've already got two 50 million pound strikers at the club um that's why so until one of those two leaves the number nine position is not a priority in comparison to those. Uh, Michael Casey says, I think Tom Holding has reached his ceiling while Saliba has much more scope. It's an absolute no-brainer, 100%. Um, Sakort so says, oh, yeah. Uh, okay, typing was not good. No worries, mate. Uh, no worries, son. Uh, I assumed it was an autocorrect issue. It just, yeah, you know what I mean. Very dodgy. Uh, MM says, who are your starting midfielders for England against Germany? Um, I think when it comes down to... England's team and how you want England to play against one of the bigger teams like Germany, I lean more towards that back three system for England because I think we've got more of the scope to play it against those sides and then match up Germany's back three system, in which case you play Rice and Phillips in the midfield uh, and then you've got the wing backs in either Trippi or, or James, probably James, and you've got Shaw on the other side and then you've got Walker, Stones and Maguire in the back three. So I would go with probably that. And then Germany, in terms of their midfield, you've got Goretzka, who's just such an amazing player, alongside one of Gundogan or Kroos, most likely Kroos with Gundogan playing in a more advanced role because Thomas Muller doesn't look like he's going to be fit, but we'll wait and see. Um, uh, Daniel says, Arteta has no excuses next season. There's so many less fixtures, and by the sound of it, he's being back to the market. So he could be gone with a bad start by Christmas. We'll wait and see. Uh, so Hill says, Tom, would you be okay if we gave Saliba a new contract? Yeah, 100%. If we if we give Saliba a new deal and then send him on loan, that's fine. But if we send him on loan without a new deal, it's absolutely, it's just naive to do that. Real naive. Thank you, Ada, for tuning in at such a ridiculous time. Uh, Michael says, if Aubameyang doesn't click Tom this season, where is the guys who's going to get us 20 goals plus? We don't have the firepower up top. Um but it's, it's obviously ifs and buts, isn't it? It's if Aubameyang doesn't click. You've got to say it's if he doesn't. It's not a case of he will not click. It's we don't know how he's going to perform next season and we don't know what's going to go in that position. I feel like if we give him more opportunities, more chances, we will be fine. We ended the season last year in the league really well, finishing in the second in the form table. So if we can continue that form into the new campaign with some better players in other positions... And you'd think that we'd be able to cope with that situation. But we've got to wait and see. Um, Jibril says, why are we talking about matching up? Southgate will, should go with a 4-2-3-1. Because it's important to match up sometimes against opposition teams when they play a 3-4. So you don't get overrun in certain positions. Because if you play a three at the back, your midfield can get very overloaded with the, the wing backs playing. If you play a back four against those kind of sides, you, what you find is is that you get the, the wing back and the left-sided centre-back or the left-sided right-back 
doubling up on your wingers, making them isolated, and they aren't able to influence the game. Like if you watch the Wales game against Switzerland, you had Manuel Akanji and Ricardo Rodriguez completely kind of shackle Gareth Bale on that side. And so I think that that style, and then you watch Wales against Turkey when they play with the back four and they just had Meras at left back. You then got Bale running wild, able to cut inside, play that ball over the top to Ramsey. So when you play against the three at the back, it's not a bad idea to match up. You see how well Chelsea played against Man City with a back three in the Champions League final. All of these examples show why it is important to consider a back three when you're playing against a team that plays a back three. Because doubling up with positions and, I mean, especially with... You've got a situation where you've got Sack or you've got Grealish or you've got Foden or Mount, whoever plays in the wide areas, Sterling, is going to need that support from their left back. And you don't want to get hit on the counter when your left back's pushed too far up the pitch. So if you have your three at the back, you've got that covering position on either flank. So it's important to double up on those teams. Whether or not he does that is another question. We will wait and see. Uh, Yonick says, Chelsea do have a man with four lungs in the middle. Yeah, they do, but... <laughs> it doesn't mean that tactically it doesn't work. Alex English says, imagine back three of Gabriel, White, Saliba, White in the middle, carrying the ball into midfield. I think that when it comes to a back three for Arsenal is that we have got the talent to do it. I like Saka in a left wing back row. I think it really suits the style of play, being able to get up and down that flank. His positioning defensively is improving a lot. You saw it for England the other day. The way he gets up and down the flank is great. I like Saka having someone like a Smith Rowe in front of him. I think that's really great. I think in the friendly where we saw Saka play left wing back for England and Jack Grealish was ahead of him, those two combined so well. And I think the same can happen with a Smith Rowe on the left-hand side in front of a, a left wing back Saka. So that's a real option for, for Arsenal moving forwards. Uh, thanks, Thomas. Much appreciate the support. Always give a drop a like on the video if you guys, if you could. And we are going to uh, probably... Uh, cut things off there. So thank you all so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time. Apologies for the audio issues at the start. I, there must be something wrong with the USB import on my thing because the mic sounds fine when I test it. It's just when we do this for some reason. So I'm going to try and have a mess around with that and see if I can get that working again. But I hope the audio has been all right other than that and uh, you've enjoyed today's show. I will speak to you later on this afternoon, actually, because I'm going to be joined by Chris Carpenter at 3 o'clock UK time for a half an hour chat about William Saliba Chris is the host of the French Football uh, Weekly podcast. Obviously, he does a lot of stuff for a Burkett Wonderland as well, so he's a big Arsenal fan too. Uh, and he's going to give us a good insight into the Saliba situation, how he feels about that, how the Olympics might affect his summer. So be back at 3 o'clock for our Inside Track show on William Saliba uh, and his situation at the club. It's been a real pleasure to speak to you guys, as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.